Hello and welcome to another episode of The Tilted Life. I'm your host, Tanya Simon, and Chief Chick of Service Experts, a plumbing, electrical, heating and cooling company in Melbourne that I run together with my childhood sweetheart, husband, Daryl. Um, and The Tilted Life, welcome if you haven't listened to this podcast before and you're just new here. The Tilted Life is really just a conversation that we have about how to navigate and um, how to navigate our way through working with our partner, our spouse, our loved one um, in building a business. And if you've gone and listened um, to any of the other podcasts, it's just a, a range of interviews and then my daily discussions about the challenges that surround it. Um, and really how to navigate through all those challenges, the ups, the downs that come with working with your uh, with your loved one. So the tilted life, how, how the tilt actually came about was uh, a lot of people trying to find that equilibrium. And I believe for the most part that we're just, we're just all winging it. Um, I actually read a book recently by Emma Isaacs. She is the CEO of Business Chicks, a global uh, business networking um, company that she runs out of LA and Sydney. And it was really interesting. Her book is called Winging It. And I believe that really and truly that's what we're all doing. Um, you know, Daryl and I have been in business for well over 15 years now. And it started at a time where we had nothing. You know, he was, he had just finished his plumbing apprenticeship. I didn't have any, um, really stable career as such or a degree or anything like that. I picked things up very, very quickly. I actually worked in a legal firm as an assistant to a patent attorney. I was really good at picking things up really quickly and I was a really hard worker, but no degree behind me, no learnings. And over the years, we really invested heavily in ourselves and our education through books, through being part of mentoring groups, uh, through events. And, you know, we've, pro we've well, not we've probably, but we've definitely invested more into ourselves and our learning and our business than anybody with any degree has had. So, you know, I believe that you don't need to come from any traditional background. I don't believe that you need to have, you know, any of these, um, the, the foundations or the framework for how to actually work with your partner. It's a whole different dynamic. Um, and there's two different areas that I believe people who work together and spouses and partners work together in. And the one is just working together and working in a business. It's one thing to just, you know, go to work and go through the motions and work together. And it's a whole separate um, thing to actually be building a business and, and really actively building towards working something that's a legacy or, or something that you're going to exit out of. And both of them, although they take a lot of hard work and, and you're navigating through the challenges, both of them present different types of challenges. You know, when you're working in a business that's perhaps traditionally just the two of you, you might have some staff that's outsourced, you might work from home. Um, a lot of a lot of successful, and when we, you know, we'll define successful, I guess, a bit later on, but successful businesses were built around the kitchen table. And there's a couple of great examples of that. But you know, even Boost Juice, for instance. I mean, Janine Ellis tells her story of Boost being founded really in her kitchen where she was making up all these types of, of different recipes for juices. So a lot of these industries were built by couples in their homes, around their kitchens, around their dining room tables. And as it grew and as they needed to employ staff, they moved out to offices or they outsourced staff. Um, so I think there's whole different challenges that come with working in a business and really pushing and growing a business to a significant level. And part of that is really about 
navigating through that and like I'll come back to winging it a lot of it in the beginning is is really winging it I mean if you've never worked with your partner before you both come with both of your different skill sets both come with your strengths and your weaknesses but you also both come with your characteristic flaws both positive and negative and it's a way to navigate how do we deal with that and it's really only once you encounter those speed humps that you can navigate through that and work through it and if you go back and listen to some of the interviews that these other couples actually, you know, the questions that I ask them and the advice that they give other couples in business, you know, is my, they might give you advice about, okay, defining, defining your roles, um, separating home and work. But really and truly, well, when you're just starting out, how do, you, how do you do that? How do you navigate your way through that? When your kitchen table is your workbench, how do you separate out your personal and your work life? And then when you actually step into different roles as the business grows and you employ staff, how do you not bring all of those frustrations, both the big, the small, the wins, the losses, how do you not bring that home? So I think it's fair to say that, you know, for the most part, it is about winging it in the beginning and it is about really identifying, okay, we've had this little bit of a, a speed hump or a struggle. How do we navigate our way through it? What are we going to do so that next time this happens, that at least we can't, I don't believe you're going to ever eliminate everything because there are so many variables that come with working with your spouse in business together but at least next time that happens you can identify it really quickly you can acknowledge it really quickly and you can say hey I'm just gonna step back for a moment because I know last time this happened we got into a really big fight or something happened and it just wasn't serving us in any positive way we didn't get to an outcome really quickly enough we weren't objective about it we were very subjective we were too close to it and it clouded our judgment and allowed us to make even greater mistakes so I believe it really does come from a place of being objective, being able to um, identify those range of issues really quickly, acknowledge them really quickly and make decisions from a place of objectiveness where you're not clouded by any judgment either. The other thing really is that somebody asked me recently, we got into a conversation and they, they asked a great question. It was, you know, and this is, I think, the million dollar question. It's what makes it work? You know, how have you guys been doing this for 16 years? And how do you still have that spark between you? And it's really interesting and it's taken me a long time to um, be truthful and honest about this. And I will say that it's not for everybody. The range, where this actually all started was me identifying, first of all, us being in business for so long and going through life, you know, starting out with a, a plumbing apprenticeship piece of paper that enabled us to actually start our own business. But at the same time, I was in hospital giving birth to our first child. So it was a really scary, daunting thought that we had nothing really behind us in terms of, you know, cashed up in the bank ready to go and a, and a safety net as such and me staying at home on maternity leave not knowing when I was going to go back if I needed to go back what role I was going to play and Daryl starting out with the business and just going at it 24 7 and just doing whatever it took to bring the money in to actually you know feed us at that point because we had nothing we were young we were like so we're childhood sweethearts and we've been together since we were 16 um, and I had we had our daughter our first daughter she's 16 years old now I was 26 27 we were both young um, by today's standards anyway and starting out in business knowing absolutely nothing about business 
because the challenge that most tradies have is that you know they learn from from what they've watched from what they've seen so if you've been an apprentice and you've worked with one boss who's maybe hired one other guy that's what you're modeling that's what you know that's all you know you don't know any differently so it really was starting out from a place of having absolutely no idea and being completely clueless and actually not even knowing that you needed to know anything about business to run a plumbing business at that point it was just about you know the phone rang a customer needed something we went out and we served them um, and then hopefully three months later we got paid for it because we didn't even you know he was modeling his boss's behavior again it was he didn't see any of the back end of he'd go home to the you know go home to the books and write the invoice there was no upfront you know upfront getting paid so cash flow was just cyclic and, and, and terrible and it was terribly difficult in those days um, and then you chased obviously having to chase the money which presented a whole range of different issues but coming back to the question of you know how did you make it work or how do you continue to make it work and, and what's so special about it is to be quite honest I used to sit around there would be times where I would sit around and listen to you know um, girlfriends talk about the fights that they would have with their husbands and that they wouldn't speak to each other for three or four days and I just I couldn't fathom that you know being in business together having to work together for a single outcome did not allow us the privilege of getting angry at each other going to bed angry and not speaking for three days it just didn't exist it just didn't exist so we had to learn not even had to learn quickly it was never an issue for us because I don't think either one of our values actually allowed us to do that um, or meant that we had it in us to do that but what we did have to learn was okay so when something big came up how did we manage not wanting to walk out the house in an absolute rage um, and not come back for you know <laughs> for a day and just be able to go I'm out of here I'm done I can't take this anymore so we learned pretty quickly that when you feel you get to the point of of that exploding or you just can't take it anymore and you feel like you're hitting your head against a brick wall is to actually say look this isn't really serving us it's not helping us and to have absolutely absolute humility about it um, so it doesn't matter I don't believe and, and these are things that we've learned I guess and I've also learned through business and through business I learned that there is no right or wrong and you don't have to be right there's no right you have to learn um, but even when a customer you know is giving you their point of view and they're upset about something or disappointed about something or you haven't served them in a way that they feel that they've been you know heard or that things have been resolved that there's no right I don't have to be right when I'm having that conversation but what I do need is an outcome where both of us are really happy and that comes from just asking really great questions of the customer and finding out a way how we can solve this problem really goddamn quickly so that both of us are happy and you know what what does happiness mean happiness for on my side from the business is that I don't care if I have to refund a customer everything I don't care if I have to eat shit to keep that customer happy um, but to be quite honest it, it is about making sure that when I hang up the phone or finish that discussion with the customer that there's an outcome that they're really happy about not palatably happy about like not hanging up going yeah I guess well that will do but absolutely that you've resolved my issue you've spoken to me in a way that you respect you hear me um, and we've got to a resolution really quickly where we can move on now if that customer is ever going to use us again is not really what I'm looking for 
sure, ultimately, look, I'd love to make them a raving fan. I'd love to, you know, for them to say, hey, I had this issue, um, but they resolved it in a way that I would definitely use them again. That's, that's my outcome. That's where I'm coming from. But I understand if they choose not to. Whereas I took that premise, I took that um, lesson and I applied it to our relationship. And it's really about, I don't need to be right all the time. Um, and I don't need to be wrong all the time, but we do need to get to a really great outcome where both of us walk away and say, I feel better about that. We've come to a resolution and there's an outcome and there's a next action step to it. So, you know, whether that's in, in a perfect example, that would be stepping back and just saying, hey, I get it. You know, right now you're heated. Right now I might be heated. But can we just take a moment to get some perspective on it and come back and talk about it? Because sometimes time actually does diffuse the problem as well. So when people say, well, where's the magic? Where, where makes it happen? I think it really does come down to, look, to be quite honest, I believe we have something really special. Um, you know, you don't meet somebody at 15, nearly 16 and get to the age of 42, 43 without something special. And it, it doesn't, I don't believe that comes down to, you know, certainly our personalities play a part in it in terms of none of us, but neither one of us have a massive ego where, like I said, we don't have to be right. We don't have to win an argument. Um, I just believe that we have some mutual respect for each other, but because we've been together for so long, we've seen and been through so much that there's magic there. And whether you're listening to this podcast and thinking, should I go into business with my partner? Is this going to work? This actually all came up because there were two things that I identified and when I was reading about. First of all, I didn't have anybody else to go to or we didn't have any, any other form of networking or groups where, and I'm talking about the very early days, where we could get advice about how to work to each other. How do we make this work? It was actually never even a, a concept that we thought about. I guess the love was so strong between us that when we jumped into it, we never even thought that this could fail, that this potentially could fail. I never looked at the statistics. And you've got to remember, this is like 2000, right? Back in 2000, there were no mobile phones. It, the internet was, you know, fairly in in its fair fairly early days when in its infancy so there was no like oh let me just research up this topic you know about how to work with my partner it was just this organic okay we're just going to do this Daryl always knew that he was going to run his own business that he wanted to be his own boss that he was never going to work for anybody else and I kind of felt the same like although I'd worked in different industries I, I wasn't really the type of employee that was really great working for an employer because I was always identifying ways of, you know, oh, well, why do we do it this way? Why don't we do it that way? How come we're doing this? Gee, wouldn't it be better to do that? I can't believe that there are so many moving parts here. So I was always kind of questioning the status quo wherever I worked anyway. And I always, you know, I was always a very hard worker. So it was never a question for me of going into business and having our own business. Um, it was just this organic next step for us I guess so coming back to you know the magic as well and there was no so we didn't research but once we started working together 
and we became part of a group where there were other couples that were actually working together and we were exposed now to couples working together and to be quite honest I was actually the only female in this in this new group that we were part of and as the as the time went on more and more couples came into the group together and females were part of it but up to that point I guess being in a trade-based business the question that I was getting asked all the time is oh you must just you know you just do the books actually there was no question about what I was doing in the business it was more a case of you must just do the books it was an assumption that was always made and so I guess that not having the research or the knowledge or going oh you know should we do this shouldn't we do this? what are the upsides what are the downsides to going into this we just organically used um, youth and naivety and innocence to some respect to do it and to jump into it so when I started to do some research on the topic and realized that you know um, the percentages of businesses that actually fail in the first one three five and ten years and then coupled that with the staggering amount of divorce rate and the increasing amount of divorce rate I went wow it really doesn't seem like it's a win-win situation it seems like if people are going to do this that it really is the minority of people that are going to succeed at this like literally the one percenters because if you marry those two statistics together and I believe you know one in three businesses doesn't make it past the first first year in business and then um, three out of five couples ending in divorce these days so these are staggering statistics that just don't don't actually weigh up in the fact in our favor I guess um, and then coupled with that I started to think well how many childhood sweethearts would there be in business together and as I started to reach out and say hey who else is in business with their partner but secondary to that who else has been in business with their partner and been together since they were 16 years old I actually found other couples which I just was so overwhelmingly grateful to find because I thought well I wonder if we're the only ones um, but worldwide I have found a few so and that's where my passion really started to come out and to interview these other couples but it really is if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking should I go into business with my partner shouldn't we do this listen to the interviews um, don't worry too much about those research and the statistics I think you need to kind of go with your gut and think you know what we have is that special enough and do I believe that we can go to bed every night and and you know with love and affection respect I think there needs there must be a huge amount of respect between the two of you and the third thing is really humility I mean to have a level of humility and a, a, a very low ego to be able just to say I hear you you're right let's do that on trust as well so humility no ego trust and just go with it because for the most part to be honest we're all just winging it I'm Tanya Simon I'm your host I hope you've really enjoyed listening to my uh, my podcast today if you've got any comments or questions hit me up in the comment section Mum, my handle is at Tanya J Simon send me any questions that you have I'd love to answer them um, and get in touch that way and I will see you on the next episode